Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the My Love of Golf podcast. Thanks for joining us, uh, and apologies uh, in advance for being a day late. We like to get the podcast recorded on a Tuesday night, some uh, late hour, and get it out early in the morning of Wednesday morning. Well, I'm a day late because up here at the New South Wales Open in Rich River, at Rich River, uh, I'm saying in Miami at the moment. So I had to bump Mike Caridi, Magic Mike Caridi, last night, which probably gave him a little bit more time to prepare the data lake, study the form, and uh, get ready to give some tips. We know we love Mike's tips. There's no music because we've got the remote set up. I've got the computer, the earphones in, and all that sort of stuff. So, Mike, uh, we don't have to wait for the music. You are here. You're joining us. Uh, you're in Melbourne. I'm in uh, I'm in New South Wales, back in the home state, original home state. How are you, Mike? You're only just in New South Wales. I just. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about that when we talk about the New South Wales Open um, uh, to that point. Uh, we'll get back to that. But, yes, you're right. I'm just over the river. Actually, uh, behind me here where I'm sitting, there's a, there's a, I mean, this lovely little hotel room, which has been um, part of the Play Today uh, HQ for uh, the New South Wales Open, Play Today New South Wales Open. Uh, the the border is behind me. Uh, the Murray River is right there. It's uh, it's a magnificent body of water that uh, separates two great states that I've been yep. lucky enough to call both home, Mike. Uh, but yeah, Rich River played it today. Um, up here, how are you, mate? Let's back to back good. Back to the important. I'd rather be playing Rich River, but yeah, I'm pretty good. You played Rich River before? Have you put? Has that been on the rotation of uh, Caridi Golf? Mate. No, yeah. I played Rich River uh, many moons ago. I played a lot of courses up up on the Murray, but probably favourite still Yarrawonga, Yarrawonga, uh, the Murray course at Yarrawonga, which battled a lot with the floods uh, late last year. Um, Jude would probably head up there again and have a look, but I played Rich River. Would have better would have been fifteen years ago. Still, it's okay. a good track. Still, it's always been a good track. For those that are listening uh, from whatever part of the world, yeah, of course, if you're usually, if you're, you're from uh, Victoria, you'll know Rich River. Uh, if you're from New South Wales, you probably know Rich River. It's one of the proliferation of golf courses which sit on the New South Wales side of the New South Wales-Victoria border. Um, and there's a series of them. Mike just mentioned a couple of those courses, usually attached to big clubs. Now, back in the day when uh, slot machine gambling in Victoria was... I wouldn't say outlawed, but it wasn't very oh, it was illegal. It was illegal. It was illegal. Was illegal. 100%, yeah. So that's me. I, I didn't know that. Um, in New South Wales, we just had slot machines or gam- uh, pokies, as we call them, everywhere. Well, New South Wales set up all these massive big uh, venues on the border and uh, drew Victorians up over the border to, to secrete away their money into gambling slot machines. Um, so that's why these big it, courses. It exist. was literally. I remember as a kid, because, yeah, poker machines only became legal in Victoria or slot machines, whatever you want to call them, one-armed bandits. They were called many, many moons ago. I reckon they've only been legal here for about 25 years. And before that, yeah, it was like, oh, Nan and Pops out of the aged care facility are on a day trip for the bus with 30 other punters and they're, they're heading up to the Murray and they're going to bet There's the, the bus is included. They're going to get a, a roast carvery lunch. Bet a little bit more on the poker <laughs> machines and then come back. If they want to I, stay the night, they can play lawn bowls and have a hit of golf. I can look the the, the nuances of um, you know, all of that history uh, aside, you know, I've just come back from the golf course an hour or so ago, uh, come here and just had the chance to walk down to the river and just sort of think about the area, which I don't get to spend a lot of time in. And you can sort of see why people are drawn to the area. It is nice, it's in the middle of sort of nowhere. There's not a lot up here other than, you know, the local agriculture and, and the river, which draws a lot of people up here, the golf courses, but it's it's country Australia at its finest. And, um, you know, it's it's just a nice climate. It's bloody hot up here today. It's The golf courses are great. There's obviously enough water there to keep them green and lush. Um, so it's a great part of the world. You should visit it. Um, and... The New South Wales government have brought the New South Wales Open to this part of the world to really spread that love for golf um, through the state. So, you know, taking it out of the major cities and, and they've tried to do that a bit in the past. You know, they've had it at, uh, in the Hunter Valley, up in the vintage of my home uh, town and, you know, Sydney. And it's obviously a, an open, Australian Open with a lot of history attached to it. The players play for the Kelnag Cup. So, um, yeah, the New South Wales government are tipping a bit of money at uh, sport and they look after Golf New South Wales. Another thing that we probably can talk about when we start talking about the New South Wales Open, um, there's a bit of stuff there. 
So yeah, it's uh, it's a nice part of the world. I'm glad to be here with the Play Today team as they've launched today, uh, Golf in the Metaverse. Uh, if you've listened to the uh, introductory podcast I did with Champy Jew Lennox from the Play Today team last week, if you haven't listened to that, please do. If you have, thank you. Uh, if you want to go and check out what Golf in the Metaverse is, and really as Clive Mayhew, the founder, uh, explains, it's a future of the way that we can potentially be watching golf and consuming golf media in the future. Right now, what do we do, Mike, when we want to talk about golf media? What do we do? Oh, we're not talking about When we want to watch golf, what do we do? Do it on TV. Do it on TV. Uh, usually, you know, you it's subscription TV. You've got to pay for it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and what's it full of? Ads. Ads. The potential for golf in the metaverse is, you know, now oh, there's a few little caveats on that linking streams into playing in this online environment, but it's totally possible. And the the Play Today New South Wales Open will be streamed by the Play Today Metaverse over the weekend. Um, so you can basically go in there and watch it. Um, so I think when advertisers realise that in a metaverse you can let people consume your content and your products um, without the need for ads before they can come and go, but there's also the ability to yeah, pull up your virtual beanbag, sit in front of your virtual screen and watch the golf. Um, you start thinking about what the future is like that. It's, uh, it can only be for the betterment of the golf-consuming public, uh, you and I, who like to watch golf. So who knows? But this is like an Australian first. I'm not sure if it's a world first. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, I'll be hosting so tomorrow. Uh, the tournament kicks off. And uh, what we're doing, and it'll be streamed live on the Metaverse, uh, Play Today Metaverse, is interviewing all the players that come through the scoring tent. So they'll come through the scoring tent. They'll come into our little, yeah, let's call it a green room. Uh, the Metaverse will be live. There'll be a camera set up. And we're going to talk to all of the groups that come through. I'm a self and champion from the Play Today team, and uh, and that's the reason why I'm here. I'm trying to. What's um is that mid round or post round, before round, uh, post round? Yeah. So after You're the scoring, right. so the, we've got this um yeah it's a tent a marquee yep. which is in the little yeah the very small tented village not beside the 18th green. There's a bar and some tables and chairs and you know, the sponsors uh, Shepherd and BMWs uh, cars are parked there and all that sort of thing. Um, the scorer's hut is there, so they'll come into the scorer's hut. And then just come across to a little setup where the camera is there. Um, I don't know who's setting up SCN or someone like that. Yep. Whoever's, yep. And uh, and we'll we'll get a couple of minutes with each of the players and and what, and that'll look be out a man, look out Amanda Bellionis. Here comes Ross. You got it on the metaverse. Amanda, <laughs> Amanda Bellionis hasn't been in the metaverse, but uh, Ross Flanagan has in the meta, metaverse. So that's yeah, it. that's uh, that's what's happening tomorrow. So play today CC www.playtoday. Uh, I'll just I just opened the app as you were talking, and uh, the first thing that comes up is live feed. Watch the play today, New South Wales Open. I can click on yeah, that, but I'm not go. going to because I'm doing a podcast. Um, the other thing that's happening, just to while we're talking about it, we may as well, and then we can get into the the meat and potatoes. Uh, they've Clive and the Play Today team have brought out uh, what's his name, Mac Butcher. Now, yes, Mac Butcher, Mac Butcher is a Canadian. Uh, Golf pro, former golf pro. Um, you know he plays professionally, so he's qualified to play in the tournament. He's got an invite. He will be playing the tournament. Uh, we talked to Mac briefly today. Uh, he has no, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say no intention, but he has no belief no, that he will be playing any more than Thursday and Friday. But Mac's going to be <laughs> mic- Mac's going to be mic'd up uh, so much so that he's actually got a ticket and a trip that he has to attend. That's in Mauritius. So he like has to be in Mauritius on Sunday. So it means he's <laughs> got to leave on Saturday to get to Mauritius. So um, wow. if he's any close to anywhere playing near the cut, which he doesn't believe that he will be, I think he might throw a few sling hooks into the uh, yeah. water or something like that. But Mac is this um, phenomenal Canadian left-handed golfer. We talked about him last week uh, in the Champy um, podcast with Champy. And he's uh, famous for hitting big cut sling cuts with driver off the deck and all this sort of stuff. A little bit like Bubba Watson, you know, if you know, you see Bubba Watson hit those big left. He does a bit yep. of that, but he's got this phenomenal Instagram um, uh, profile. Mac, so. Mac, Mac's coming in right now and the the bookies have him at uh, second last in the market at 751 to 1. So they might have heard the rumour that he's got to be Mauritius. 
That could be an insult to who, who's last. <laughs> Matt Dowling. I don't know who Matt Dowling is, but he's a thousand and one. Matt Dowling. Yeah, okay. That, uh, I do know Matt Dowling, who's a golf pro. Uh, worse for Titleist, but I'm not sure if it's the same Matt Dowling. There you go. Um, but yeah, Mac Booster's here. He's doing that sort of stuff. And um, get, in, get involved. Jump on the metaverse. You might have to listen or see me again, but you'll be able to follow Mac around and be marked mm. up. Different. Something different. That's what we're part of. And that's why we're. Yeah, and I've got to say thanks to the Play Today team for putting the trust in us, I guess, to to um, you know, be part of it and you know, help them That's cool. help help them bring their content to, to the people. You know, just a couple Love of podcasts. It. Do you want to talk a bit about who's playing? We may as well start with the New South Wales Open. Okay. Far away. Uh, have you got the players list up there? I do, I do. Yeah. It's it's a, a very similar feel to the ones we've seen floating around the last kind of few months, I guess. Uh, Brad Kennedy, Dave Michaluzzi, Michael Hendry, Brendan Jones, Elvis Smiley, John Lyris, Brett Coletta, uh, Kazuma Kaburi, Blake Windred, Dean Lawson, Jeffrey Guan, Andrew Martin, Lincoln Teague, Louis, My Boy Double R, uh, Tom Powerhorn. They are the stars right there. They are the, the cream of the crop that are up there at the, on the Murray this week. When you think about it, and we've been talking about the Australian Tour at length this year and we've been to the Oz Open we've you know been a little bit closer to it this year than we probably have there's some quality golfers when you rattle through those names oh, yeah. there's some great golfers that have achieved or about to achieve a lot of stuff and you talk about Dave Michaluzzi saw Dave today had a very brief g'day how you going Mika good mm. he was off to get some physio sitting on top of the order of merit yep. pretty much pretty much you know wrapped up his DP world tour card um, and whatever comes with that on that, there's a lot of uh, jam-packed below him. You know, we mentioned Tom Powerhorn. We've been talking about Tommy since we met and played with Tommy a, a few weeks ago at the Vic Open. Um, Andrew Martin bumped into Andrew yesterday in the practice round. Guy Ross, good day, Marta. How are you? Good. Back up for another Pro-Am, Ross, I see. You like a, <laughs> you like a, you like a Pro-Am, don't you, Ross? So, thank you, Marta. Thanks for reminding Hang on. Have we buried the league? Did you win longest drive? No, there, there wasn't a longest drive. Oh. There was no longest drive. I'm surprised um, they got you to sign on if there wasn't a longest drive. Oh. Bo- I, should, I don't know if I said this the other week to the people. <laughs> you have never seen a bloke switch on more. Like everything Jamie's taught him in the last 10 years, as soon as we got to the long drive hole at 13th Beach, it was like a, another person got into Ross's body that day. He was kind of like pretty flippant all day, you know, just, you know, taking as it comes. As soon as you got the long drive hole, you just you just saw something flick flick of the switch. <laughs> the red mist came on, and it was unbelievable. It was white white line fever, <laughs> and just quietly, I, I did perform. Not really, you did. Like, you belted the hell of it, yeah. And uh, you know, I was never going to beat Jeremy Cameron's bloody no twenty meter. Unbelievable. He needs to be on those wound back balls. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. You get to that. Uh, no, there was no long drive hole. But uh, and if there was, it wasn't going to happen. I still would have got into red mist mode, but I, yep. I hurt my back. Um, I've hurt my back, Mike. My erg- unergonomic podcast studio, as mm. wonderful as it is, uh, I sit in a low lounge chair, really more oriented towards doing sort of casual chats on a camera. But I also then doubles up as my video editing sort of suite, and I'm in the worst position, and. Some videos that I've had to make recently, which, you know, I'm a slow video editor. As video editors go, I am the slow coach. So it takes me a while, and it's the worst position in my back. My back is really sore. And um, no, I actually thought I was. I know that after, feeling. After playing today, and I empathize with you because it doesn't really ever happen to me, but um, it the driver was actually not too bad, but iron shots, it was like I got to a certain point in my, on the downswing, my body just froze and shut down. And, and it was really, um, it was a weird feeling. Anyway, enough about that. Um, it was good. Played with Blake Windred, but speaking of players and some of those players that you, you mentioned yep. uh, today, now Blake is a Play Today uh, sponsored ambassador. So there's Harrison Crow, Blake Windred, um, they're the two uh, lead gentlemen here. Jeffrey Guan yep. is on the team. And uh, there's a couple of the uh, – Grace Kim is on the team, another young lady about to be announced, I believe. So, um, you know, Clive's doing a great job with sponsoring and supporting local talent. Uh, yep. Play with Blake Windred, who were on, the schedule, 
what a schedule he's he just had to come back from uh he went he played in uh the magic the magical kenya open last oh, week right yeah uh so he's he's got dp world um status so he played thailand india uh went to dubai for the in between time then went down to magical kenya um and then came back, missed the cut, unfortunately, was in Newcastle for 20 hours and then arrived down here yesterday. Uh, so he caught up with Blake. Wow. Um, forgot Blake was an Overcastrian. Uh, so he connected on the uh, Cessnock Newcastle uh, Hunter Valley score, which was nice. And a uh, great young man. You know, I've never I've never been on the said, you know, anyone we played with in Pro-Ams or a shit bloke. I did tell him uh, this morning, uh, Blake, this privilege to you comes with a great anticipation of future wins. And I rattled off uh, the recent successes. And of course, last yeah. weekend was probably one of the greatest weekends. It in was, it was not a trifecta. Pro-Am history. Uh, so he, he did say, uh, are you available? Can I, how much, <laughs> how much is it going to cost um, to, to just come around and do this sort of stuff? No, no, it only happens in a Pro-Am. And I don't know exactly know when it happens, but I guarantee you one thing. The likelihood of it happening is high, so I'm passing that sort of mojo on to you. And he said, "Thank you very much." And uh, yeah, so it was it was great to play with uh, Blake, good young man, and um, played in the prime. These guys are playing the primes, you know. They they turn up and they they play in the primes with people that they don't know. They don't know what they're going to get. They don't know how good or not good they are. Um, yeah, you told, a, you told a great story about playing in uh one of the dp world um proams where it was no it wasn't dp it was a it was a wa open proam uh and they were playing stroke and the the two players that he was playing with didn't have a handicap and needed to put cards in for their handicap because they'd never played golf before but because they were with sponsor they were playing and it wasn't the the sort of tour scramble that they usually play and they they like both proceeded to have 120 hits. They made them play stroke as well. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Oh wow! And and, and they said no, no, we'll play. We want to play. And they had they played every shot. It wasn't like get to double bogey, you can't score and pick. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. These players turn up and they they, I don't believe they get anything for playing the prams. It's just promotional opportunities. For no, sponsors yeah. And, well, that's something I you got to. I mean, you have to do it. You have to support the sponsor. I mean, someone like Play Today is putting in money and to support the uh, the industry. Um, and yeah, if they're not there, then these guys don't have a job. So it's good that they do it. Um, and then, and then, then to be fair, you don't see, you, you, I've not had a bad, I haven't played in as many proms as you, but I've not had a bad one where I've had a pro be a real peanut. They've always been really, really accommodating. It's been yeah. good. Um, speaking of uh, prom partners, you know, the, the table at, uh, this morning at seven o'clock uh, before hit off, uh, the, the Japanese. Um, ambassadorial table was there matt griffin drum and golf ambassador matt griffin um and bk and bj uh yeah three yeah. great ambassadors for australian golf yeah. in japan bk brad kennedy of course um has, has had some great success up in japan we know brad we played with brad uh, and someone that we don't know but haven't really played with have met but yeah you know, he didn't remember us um bj brendan jones mm. and uh brendan jones is here uh, playing, I guess he's trying to uh, get high up in the the order of merit. I don't think, in all honesty, uh, the more I investigate, I don't think Brendan Jones is interested in um, European tour and all that sort of thing. I just think he wants to finish uh, high in the order of merit because finishing as high, yeah, there's some open open spots, um, big yeah. major championships that go with high order of merit finish, winning the order of merit, for example. So, um, yeah, he's committed to this week, and yeah, if need be next week. Um, so so yeah, but I don't think the European. Well, he he's um, he's second. I think. He's second. Yeah, but he has to play. What is it? Four events. I, I'm sure he has to play four events to qualify. So if he goes and plays this week and the national next week, yeah, he'll be right up there. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So yeah. Anyway. So he was here. He he put on a great speech last night at the um at the dinner that they had, and uh, he one of the stories he said his. Grace, one of his greatest ever experiences was at an Open, uh, and it was last year's 150th Open at St Andrews, and he wasn't even playing. He caddied for Anthony Quayle. Mm-hmm. He said it was one of the greatest golf experiences he's ever had. Um, so there you go. 
Uh, New South Wales Open, Rich River. It's the course is good. Um, it's driver. It's pretty much driver everywhere. A little bit of water comes into play in a couple of holes. Slopey greens, um, not mm-hmm. super fast, but really sort of interesting shapes and slopes. Uh, fairways mm-hmm. are beautiful. So who's your pick? Who's my pick? Yeah, oh, I bumped into Louis Dobbs. Louis Dobbs was the first one there. He uh, did you tell him I said hello? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was did out you? there. Yeah, yeah, it was no, did you really? No, oh, um, he should have. <laughs> he had a he had a bacon and egg roll in his hand. He he'd already sort of dribbled a bit of grease onto the front of his shirt, <laughs> so he hadn't had the greatest start. The young man, uh, and we were sort of rushing around to get to the tee. So yeah, it was a bit of a high five knuckle bump, mate. Great to see you. Well done. Love you. And uh, he said, yeah, "I'll catch you later." Um, who's the tips? Yeah. I've already i've had I've had one small investment, and that'll be it for the event. But I'm waiting to hear your person. I want the inside goss from Rich River. So we've got Harrison Crow defending, who's still amateur, fresh back from uh, his practice rounds at Augusta. Mm. Not a bad, not a bad way to tune up for a New South Wales Open, just to have a few rounds at Augusta. Yeah. Uh, defending, will he win again? It'd be nice because he's a play today uh, ambassador. Mika, can Mika win? Yep. Absolutely, can I think I think Mika. I th- I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in Mika. Yeah, he's he's got the sniff of closing this whole order of merit stuff out. Yeah, playing. I think he had eight or nine under the other day again around Peninsula. I don't, I don't know. He had some low score that someone was telling me about. Just he has that sort of stuff for fun. Um, he's playing really well. He's playing really really well. I'm. Uh, I've had a small investment on John Lyra's. That is my small investment for the week. Um, and linking it together nicely, the reason why I uh, asked Ross if he said g'day to Louis Dobbs for me was because last week my small investment was on Louis Dobbs. And what did he do? Uh, he went and won. He went and he won. He went out and won. At the NZPGA, I'll, I'll bump into him. I'd forgotten about that at 6.45am uh, when he had <laughs> a bit of grease on the front of his white uh, foot joy. No, no, Puma shirt. Um the, uh, the, he was very. I did. I did message him on. Yeah. Uh, mess, I've been obviously followed him for a long time on um, a lot of the socials. Well, you and uh, you, did, you did discover him. I did discover him. Yeah, I was yeah, his first, was, probably his first 12, follow. Yeah. That wasn't a, a family member or one of his mates. Um, yeah, so I sent sent him the note and showed him the ticket and said, "Mate, great work." And he wrote back, "How good is that?" <laughs> um, I said, "Pretty good." So yeah, it was a. Um, it was a very good weekend to watch Louis Dobbs. He's 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 very very. It's good to see him get his first professional win early. Um, he was really challenged by Sung Jin Yo. He, he was very very good, the New Zealander. So um, yeah, it was a bit stressful over the weekend. But gee, those two seem to be the class there for the weekend. And it was great to see him win. So I really really hope it leads to bigger things for him because he's yeah he's a talent. Oh, he's he's a great. He's a good young man, and uh, I. I got a message, and I may have said this a while ago, but I got a not really nice message from his mum mm. uh, after we posted, just posted some that swing vid. Yeah, yeah, sand yeah. Belt. And, uh, and anyway, in the message exchange, his mum reminded me that she's also a Scot. And, you know, um, so we've had a, a messenger on the weekend just to say, hey, congrats, you know, um, it's really good for you and, you know, well done to Louis and all of that sort of stuff. But, uh, yeah, the first person I reached out to was Louis's mum just to congratulate uh, her and, you know, she appreciated that from from us. I didn't mention that. No, that'd you, be right. You, you, you had had a small um, uh, drink on, on Louis's behalf uh, yeah. to win. Um, Louis, no. might, Louis might ask for his cut tomorrow when I do see him. <laughs> well, he's fine. He got he got 27 grand, which is not what I got, so he'll be fine. Uh, great Great amount of money for the young fella. The, yep. the expenses that these guys go through are just, you know, enormous. Just to just to play the game of golf and to try and make some money. Um, but anyway, that's the life. Yeah. Uh, they've chosen it, and uh, they're good enough to go and do it, and they back themselves in. The ultimate risk takers, you could say. Um, so good luck to them all. Mm. Uh, I think Mika could close, just close out the season uh, this weekend. Yeah, wouldn't shock me at all. He's, he's obviously uh, he's. Pretty bunch been head and shoulders this year um, on this season, and I think guys like Tom Power Horn, as we've said, have, have given him a few challenges here and there, and a few others have done the same. But yeah, I wouldn't be shocked to see him win at all. I didn't speak to Tom; he was not within um, earshot, but he 
he might have been heading towards the pokies with a couple of other young uh, young athletes <laughs> at some stage last night. He might have been heading, taking a beeline to the pokey room. Well, he was in um, Thailand last week, so he missed cut there and then come back. So they're doing a bit of travelling. Thailand, Rich River. Yeah, you mentioned John Loris, um, excellent golfer. I did bump into John yesterday, had a quick chat side of the 18th green as I was finishing. And, um, yeah, just sort of I said, geez, John, you've had some tour of the world. And you know, he was just uh, – he was at the International Series up in Thailand uh, with Blakey and uh, all that sort of thing. So those guys are just, just jet-setting around the world, just trying to make a buck, as I say. Um, that's, right, it. that's it. That's the New South Wales Open. It's great. If you are tuning into the Metaverse, tune in. You'll get to see us and see the Drummer Golf Technology Centre, Innovation Centre, sorry, and um, check it out. It's a new concept. And uh, as as Clive said last night to the Assembled uh, Fraternity, it's the way of the future. Hmm. Uh, there was a pretty big week in golf last week. There was. Um, we obviously just had a quick chat about the NZ Open, but you've, you've pretty much sewn up the other two winners for the weekend, the other two big winners. Which one do you want to start with? Well, I actually don't know much go. about the Ash- Ashley Buhai. Oh, um, right. Actually, well, sorry. Are we going? Are we? We're going with the greatness of uh, the, the My Love of Golf podcast, um, <laughs> Mojo. Uh, congratulations to Ashley Buhai on playing on the LAT uh, tour and her home open, the South African Open, following. Her win in the Australian Open and the Women's British Open last year. She goes home and picks up the win in the South African Women's Open. Now, we haven't played with Ashley Buhai, but we did have the absolute privilege of spending a bit of time with her when she was here in Australia. Uh, We did some interviews with her. There's a podcast on there where we took that interview and turned it into audio. So, yeah, we did uh, have a little sprinkle of magic dust over that uh, over Ashley, and she got the win, and um, she was wrapped uh, once again. Sent a message to her, sent a message to Dave Buhai, um, her husband, and uh, they were appreciative of our well wishes. And um, yeah, she's obviously on the high. Uh, what else do we have? Well, cheapest. Oh, cheapest. The, we, we just... the, there were two others. What were probably the main ones for you? One was in Thailand. One in the playoff. Very, very tight event um, was Wade, Wade Ormsby. Wade, he, Wade Ormsby. Yeah, he um, he had a little bit of a weight, probably not the same weight that, um, well, who was it the other week at, um, had, had to have the weight on the Aussie tour that weighed about five hours, but Wade was probably three, four groups ahead of the leading pack um, and he got to 20 under and, um, yeah, eventually uh, had a playoff and, uh, yeah, he won, which was good. Yeah. Won, won it well. I, my control of the remote control on that particular <laughs> time when that was happening was secreted away from me. I was keep flicking back, and then um, by the time I went back, it was all done. Yeah, um, I saw him close out with the putt. Was it first first hole? It, it was the f- now. I'm going to go back to my memory. It was the first hole. It was actually a bit funny. So on the on the first hole of the playoff, they both the play, and I'm going to absolutely butcher this bloke's name, but I'm going to try. Uh, Chuen Boongam, um, he Thai, Thai, Thai player, um, was obviously red hot to try and win his, his home international. Uh, he and Wade were already on the 18th tee, ready to go in the playoff when the last group was putting out on 18 because those those guys couldn't get into the playoff with them. So they were out there waiting and waiting and waiting for them to finalize their scoring. Um, the Thai teed off first, put it down the right-hand edge, I think it was, and then Wade teed off second and put it in the pot. And the pot meant that it was a three-shot par five for him. Um, and the Tren Boonham basically was then going to be able to go for the green. But one of the funny things I've ever seen happen, and I actually messaged Blakey about it after and said, is that normal or is that in the rule book? They couldn't decide who was going to go first. And because they both said, well, we've both got to hit the same, same distance in. So because they couldn't decide, they went to the rules official. And the rules official, I would have thought, just said, I'm looking at it and go, no, no, it's you, Wade, or no, no, it's you. He grabbed a tee and threw it in the air to spin it, and whoever it pointed at, that person was going to have to hit first. And that's how they did it. So in my opinion, unfortunately for the Thai bloke, he ended up having to go first. So instead of Wade having a layup, which he was going to do anyway, this bloke then would have ended up having no pressure on him, knowing he had a free whack at the green. So he had his whack at the green and put it in the side pot. Um, Wade laid up. hit his third shot into about, I don't know, 10 feet. Mm. And, uh, yeah, 
the Thai player chipped out of the pot, probably put it to 12 feet. Um, so they both had a birdie putt. And um, Wade, sorry, no, Wade was 12. Thai player was 10. Rough, rough. And uh, yeah, Wade knocked his in the middle. And as soon as the Thai guy like, hit his, it was never going in. He just pushed it. And um, that was it. Wade was the winner. That so was it was pretty interesting, like not exactly like a thrill fest, but yeah, a couple of very interesting things happened. I've never seen that from a from a, I, a marshal before. I, I watched it right up until the, the point where I had no opportunity to take control of the remote control any further. Um but yeah, when I saw it at the end as the putt was rolling in, um I was very happy for Wade. Uh you know, he He's become a, a good friend of the podcast. We've never had him on. We've never asked him to come on. You know, you know how I roll, Mike. You know, like everyone says, oh, you should ask, you should ask. But, you know, I don't know. It, it, one well, day we'll catch up with Wade and do it. He Sorry, he would have been – he was clearly not happy um, in regulation because on 18 he had a putt to get to 21 hmm. and it was a great putt, but it literally had half a roll too much speed and lipped out the back. And, and he you could see he was fuming. Um, but he steadied himself and, and got it done, which was great. Yeah. No, I was very happy for him to get the win, and I see that he's already, you know, he, he must be this the reserve, like the the you know the the, the official reserve for the live golf yeah, for uh, crew because he's over. Um, in a, where where are they playing? Where's the live golf this week? Uh, it's in the US, Tucson, Tucson. So he's over there, um, doing that, which is great. You know, the, he's he's obviously. Earning a buck out of doing that, he's enjoying the travel, um, he's able to do what he needs to do. He's over there with a win. It was great to see Marcus Fraser. Um, he's great mate from many years on the European tour, uh, and Asian tour and all of the work and the stuff that they've done together. Be the stay around, be the first one up there to congratulate. Yeah. That was good. Uh, so great. Oh, I was very happy for him. Wade three hundred and sixty thousand. I'm gonna say that's USD. There's a pretty good um Pretty good win. Uh, Kevin Wan, who's playing this week, 82K in fifth position. Uh, the other Aussie, Zach Murray, was in the final group, was playing great golf, had a close of the 71, which isn't horrendous, but um, at 16 under, he was four shots out of the playoff, but great finish for him. Um, Andrew Dope, 22nd, and uh, John Loris, 27th. So, yeah, there's a lot of Aussies up towards the pointy end, which is good. Do, do we know what um, what that gets uh, Why Does it get him anything? Don't know. It does get you something because I maybe some sort of no, I can't be just a tour card for Asia because he'd already have that. I'm not sure. I do remember them talking to um the American bloke when he won. Um but I can't remember. Well, if nothing else, it secures up his Asian tour status for um the foreseeable, which I think he you know, he he probably was on some yeah, I don't know exactly as a past winner, so multiple past winners, so he probably had some longer status, but you know, it foresees it shores that up for foreseeable, um, which is great. So, you know, he's got a job. There's plenty of money up in Asia, as we've always talked about. That's why mm. yeah, Fraser's back up there playing and not, you know, gave he you know, let let his coaching opportunity go and yeah. went back on tour. Um so yeah, I you know, and I did some more work on working out how this order of merit for Australia sort of works today. So really, there's opportunities right down to like top thirty. Um, yep. You know, like Corn Ferry finals. You know, missing first stage, going straight through to second stage. So there's a there's a few different staggered sort of opportunities for the order of merit. So it's not just the the three uh, DP World Tour cards. There's there's other opportunities that come with um, you know, finishing high in the order. Higher up. Yeah. yeah, and I think as well, Tom was explaining to us, Tom Perron, around the. Where you end up on your um, world golf ranking gets you into yep. certain stages as well, um, which is good. Um, and the, right. well, the, we, the last one we're going to leave is which is the one we do first, which is the PJ Tour. But the other one that we need to very much know now, I didn't watch it, but oh, your boy, a of, yeah, what's a bit of it? George, George, George. No, I don't call him Jorge. I can't call him Jorge because I called him George <laughs> uh, on the day, and uh, you know he looked at me funny. Um, of course he did. <laughs> That's uh, Jorge in, in English means George, doesn't it? It in does. English. It does. I I think just Jorge, and uh, so um, he's always George Campillo to me, and it's my dad's name. So um, you know, it's always got a soft spot for me, uh, George. Yeah, my grand. It was my granddad's name. 
Uh, Jorge Campillo got the win at the Magical Kenya Open. Uh, yeah, good on you, Jorge. We, we, he did, uh, yeah. I actually thought your boy Bobby Mack was going to run uh, run him down. It might have been a two-man race, but yeah, Bobby just plotted around with a 70, which is not a bad score. I'm not going to say it's a bad score, but yeah, the, every single person above him is a 66, a 66, a 66, a 66, 66, 65, 66, or a 66. Yeah. So that tells you the difference. He was roughly four shots behind those guys, and he's finished five out of a playoff. So. You've, got to, you've got to do it on the last day. Uh, interesting talking to Blake Winder today. Uh, he's, he's pally with uh, a couple of the Scots, uh, Connor Syme and uh, Bobby Mack. Um, so he was talking about uh, saying, Who's your, who are your pals? I, I recorded, actually, with Blake Winder. Um, you might not be surprised, Mike. We did a we did a player hole with Blake Winder today. We mic'd up yep. on the 18th. Um, being part of the sponsors group, we had the pro am uh, pole position. It wasn't pole position. We were one B, so uh, yep. I was in the one B group. So we finished on the eighteenth, which was always nice. nice. I might I might play cup for the eighteenth hole, and um, he talked us through uh, the eighteenth hole and uh, a bit of a chat. So we'll put that out in the next couple of days. So there's yeah, nice thirty minutes of content with uh, playing a hole with Blake Windred. Very good. Um, uh, yeah, congrats, Hall. Hey, Campillo. Congrats. You're, you're and you're welcome. Yeah. Um, but probably the one that most people watched, if any, off this weekend was the Players' Championship. The I'm not going to call it the fifth major. It was a big event. Um, Scotty Scheffler won. I'll get to the Teepster in a minute. If anyone, oh, did he? Scotty Scheffler yeah. won? Oh. Yeah, I'll get to the Teepster now then if you're going to carry on. No, no. no I'm so uh, a few people picked Scotty Scheffler to win uh, in the Teepster. Jim Jay, Trout, Scott Warren, Adam Phillips. Scotty Adam, Sean D, KT, the golfing tattooist, a recent uh, collection of winnings, uh, Lewis H, Ginger Ninja, and M. Log Roscoe. Um, <laughs> the, other gin- the other Ginger Ninja of the Ginger Ninja <laughs> dynamic duo, uh, you're, you're truly. It was you, yeah. So you are up to fifth overall with that because that got you 4.5 million. And that's, that's nearly three Honda... Uh, Honda Classics wins right there. Yeah, Honda Classic was about one point seven. Well, so I just, um, I'd yeah, just like that's good. Say, I would just like to say on behalf of um all the seven winners that did pick Scotty Scheffler, and you know our strategies uh, on who to pick, when to pick, uh, the form that we look at. You know, I've got to say <laughs> thanks to you, Mike. You know the the lake and the information that you provide through that, and then when when I tabulate that myself, yeah, and really analyze um where it's at. <laughs> When you start at the top of the lake and you're like, can't have that bloke, I've already used him. Can't have that bloke, I've already used him. And the fourth oh, bloke on the list was Scotty Sheffield. You know that for me, it's all around the majors and the fifth major, the Players' Championship, and when That's to pull it. the Ram card and the Scotty Sheffield card. And goodness gracious, I wasn't, it just wasn't stacking up when I went through the data for John Rahm this week for me personally. And that I was vindicated, you know, vindicated by a stomach bug. Um, so it was all yeah. pointing to Scotty Scheffler and, you know, well, well so. the funniest part is I'm in thirtieth position, and you've got a you got a million more dollars than I'm on in total this week. I'm in th- I'm on three point three, so you uh you've shot right up the leaderboard. You are in fifth at just over we'll call it seven point one. Uh, fourth is Trout at seven point two, Scott Warren seven point four in third, Lewis H. I know I always say Lewis Hamilton, uh, in seven point nine we'll call it, but Sean D. Sean D's making a mockery of this. Nine point eight million. Wow, that's bananas. That's literally he's nearly three yeah. times me. So <laughs> Sean D has got more in the first part of this year than I think I've collected in all of Teepstar over the journey. This is now is this the second year? Uh, it is the second year. Second year I'm actually right. just I've actually just looked up what Sean D's real name is, and now I'm very confused. Well, what's Sean D's real name? I don't know if he wants us to tell people that. Okay, don't worry. But um, his surname's is Dunn, D-U-N-N-E, but it's okay. not Sean. Maybe it's his middle name. Okay. Maybe he just goes by that. Maybe it's his. Uh, maybe he's got twenty-five teams in here. And he's no. Nah, look, in all in all honesty, like you know, I was I had no idea. Like I didn't know who to pick. I was going to pick John oh, Rama. I, I almost like did. I did what I did the T thing. I may as well have just done a T and yep, picked flick the T and had no idea, but. I think when Scotty Scheffler got got a sniff out there in front, he was never going to be beaten. 
Um, no, and, and the, we only had one question for the podcast this week, and it was from Rocket. Actually, he had two. Yeah, the second one was, will Paige Spirinak come on this podcast? And thankfully, she didn't reply because I don't know what I talked to her about. I, well, she, like, has been, she has been in Australia. Yeah, I know. I know. Knows, you know. No, his question was, um, you know, why doesn't he feel anything for Scotty Sheffield? Like, why, doesn't, why doesn't he love him? He loves Ted Scott, but he doesn't love Scotty. And I did think about it. I have to agree. He's, he's just one of those guys that just goes about his business, but he doesn't have any aura. I don't feel like he does anyway. I think I think a lot of the other players have something for them, but I'm not sure that Scotty does. What do you think? Yeah, look, he's he's not the most enig- enigmatic player on the PGA Tour, but he doesn't have to be. Like, he, he, you, know, mm. like you know, he's he's an entertainer, but he's not an entertainer. Like, he's not an actor, and he just no. is what he is, and he's just a very good golfer with a, a little bit of a funky sort of foot slide yeah. move and action and. It's unbelievably effective, and he's a very good golfer. Um, I I did like the video Taylor May put out today, though, of him um, basically calling his shot. And yeah. like you know, you got the driver, go half a, gonna hit this. Uh, I'm gonna hit it three twenty five, and he's a three twenty six. And good different club, and he just was one or two yards out, or bang on every time. I I don't yeah you know, like in in. Fairness to the players that play at the highest level, like I was on the range there today with the full swing kit and with um, uh, Blake and just showing him that. And, mm. uh, and and he sort of did the same. Like he said, oh, I hit my uh, driving on about 202, 203 sort of carry. And, you know, we turn around and it's 201. There it is. Full swing yeah. kit launch. So uh, I'm, not I think it's... I'm not taking anything away from Scotty Scheffler. No, no, no. I think those guys. But... I think it's, for me, it's not necessarily calling the number. It's the consistency of being able to do it. Yeah. Like, if you said to me, how far do you hit a seven iron? I'd be like, oh, around 150. And I could go out there and hit three or four seven irons. And one of them, they might be a couple of them be around 150, but one of them would be 160 and one of them be 140. Um, Minwoo Lee was great. You know, how good is... He was. uh, again, sorry, just to throw in Minwoo Lee, another mile of golf pro yes. partner. Um, but how good is it to see Minwoo, you know, really getting into the hearts and minds of not only the Australian golf because we've been doing mm. that for a long time, but the American golfing public. Yeah, I think uh, embracing uh, Woozy Minwoo Lee, and uh, you know he's pretty close to playing his way into the PGA Tour. Um, yeah, I think he won't be far away. Um, It'll be up to him what he wants to do. Uh, probably the one stat that's telling is of the top 12 players on the leaderboard at the end of the end of the week, there are only two that shot over par in the final round. Uh, Minwoo had a plus four and Cam Davis had a plus two. Yeah. Um, and they were both right in it, but both finished T6, so that's not nothing to be upset about. But, um, yeah, I think Minwoo Lee, oh, I've said it before, he's my favourite Aussie golfer. And, um, yeah, I, we talk about Dobbs being a talent and having a big future. Minwoo Lee's got an amazing future ahead of him. Yeah, no, he, he is he is a special golfer. He has all of the shots. He can do anything. And um, he's, you know, proven performer on the big stage. You know, the Masters last year, the players this year, uh and he, he seems to love the crowd. He doesn't seem to phase him. He no, he does, yeah. You know, look at his shot on the 17th, you know, like in the way that – and he wasn't having the greatest day, uh, but, you know, just to, to do that on the 17th, you know, to stand up there on the 18th and hit – okay, push his last one. But those little draws he was hitting in the previous day, oh. just unbelievable. Yeah. That was good to – They sort, of like, to, I was I was say, sort of like our shots when we – Yeah, very similar. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean it, but, yeah. Um, no, it's amazing watching him hit those big, you know, those ropey, you know – um, long irons that he just hits that just hit go exactly where he wants and run out a mile and commentators being astounded by it and you think sit there and think he's been doing this forever and he's going to continue doing it forever. Exactly. He, he did, yeah, he's been. It was a great. Someone posted that video of him and Jason Day when he was nineteen and yeah, that was fantastic. Winding Jason Day up, you know, major multiple major champion winner and and Minwoo winding Jason Day up saying, "Mate, I've been playing since I was three. You know, this I'm born for this. <laughs> it was great, great, absolutely. All right, Mike, uh, what's next? Mate, uh, look, we. Um, I don't want to not talk about Liv. Liv is on this week. Um, I don't know anything about the course. It's in Tucson, Arizona. Um, I know that Phil Mickelson, I'm pretty sure, lives in Arizona. But 
uh, I don't know that he's going to be in peak. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, Cam Smith's the favourite, as you could expect him, Neiman Johnson, Casey's up there. I don't know why. Answer, Mito. Maybe it's a Mito week. I'll pick Mito. I don't, I don't have anything. Got yeah. a team? Um, the four aces. <laughs> the only four one aces. I know. Okay. <laughs> that, that, I got no idea. The team stuff I can't get behind yet. Um, but just so Blake, he doesn't put a horse's head in my bed. We have to talk about um, Liv. Um, but yeah, I'll say Mito's my pick this week for no apparent reason. I shout out to Blake, our resident rules expert, Liv, golf rules mm. expert, Asian talk rules expert. He's had some great travels himself. We talk about all these Australian travelers. Um, Blake, he's fairly well traveled. Uh, he he's pretty passionate about his um, employers uh, and Liv Golf uh, and uh, and the Asian Tour. So um, all, all shout out to you, Blake. He, he thought we were against him. He thought the whole mile no. of golf was my love of PJ Tour. But uh, yeah. Anyway. But question though. Yes. If for for the listeners, not for you. Oh. I know you're going, but if anyone is going Adelaide to watch, let us know. Reach out. Tell us. Um, Ross is going to be there. I more than likely won't be there. But um, yeah, be interested to see what hear what you're looking forward to seeing uh, when you get there. Is it just following Cam around, or is it? No, you really, 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 really want to go and see Chase Kepka and see, you know, if he looks like Brooks. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's funny. Um, um, now the last thing, because I know you've got to go. No, no, that's right. The last thing yes. that we need to talk about. Yes. Is you. They're going to have more golf balls to sell next year. Or yeah. sorry, 2026, whenever it is. This, well, so what's the latest update? I've seen a lot of stuff yep. coming through. I've seen some stuff saying golfers react to. Is, yeah. we're, is so, it happening? Is it confirmed that they're going to roll back the golf ball for elite and professional players and put a control ball in place? So effectively, the RNA and USGA have put forward a proposal and there's going to be they're going to be Taking comments, they got a little um, comments box at the front of the RNA. Um, taking comments until August this year, and if it gets adopted, the proposal will start in January twenty twenty six. Uh, and effectively, what it means in the most basic of terms, uh, I'm going to do my very, very, very best here. And if I stuff it up, just send me a note, and I'll, I won't apologise. But at least I know that I stuffed it up. Uh, effectively, right now, the way that they test the golf ball. In, in the speed that they tested at, the ball can't fly further than 317 yards. Okay? So when they uh, – Titleist and TaylorMade and Callaway and everyone else is all making their golf ball, um, the max speed that they hit it at, I think, is about – no, I can't remember what it is, how many miles an hour that the machine runs. That's is not a person hitting it. It can't travel more than 317, which is in our worlds is 290, right? Now, that is changing so that the swing speed that they are um, – measuring it at now is increasing but the ball can't go further so i think right. it was used to be 120 uh, 120 now it's 127 miles an hour so if you swing it at 120 and the ball can't go further than 317 yards now you can swing it at 127 and it still can't go that far so basically saying you can hit it harder or swing yeah. harder but the ball can't go further uh fan or not a fan mike from what's your comment I think I'm a fan. No, it definitely yeah. has to happen, in my opinion. Um, I'm probably contrary to some, right? And actually, we should get should get Matt Moliker on to talk about this because he's would he's forgotten more about this today than I know. Yeah. Um, but I would say I'm a fan of it. I think it has to happen for the professional game, definitely. Um, I think that it's I understand the ball makers getting upset, but I also think that there's an opportunity for them to have professional release caliber golf balls and all these sorts of things that people will buy still and do whatever else. You're going to know more about that than me. You tell me. Uh, I know the way that the consumers behave and react. And, yep. you know, there is a section of consumers that have no idea about golf balls. They come in and they ask, what's the best one for me? And we go through a, yep. a qualifying and we work out that there is a ball that will suit most of the golfers. You know, and most yep. of the golfers that fit in the bell curve uh, uh, don't even – need the benefits that a pro v1 or a pro v1x you know, because there are other golf balls that suit them yes yeah. and as you get into the upper end of that bell curve you know as you get better and more swing speed that's they certainly can help we know that yeah. but if they make a tour formula ball 
Yeah. And someone wants to play a tour formula ball. Yeah. Because they want to be like the pro. Same yeah. as when they come in and want to play blades because they want to play yeah. Tiger Woods blades, <laughs> but they're 12 handicap and they we know the blades oh, well, the most in, in, in respect to the people that ha- that want that, you know, they know that they're not bladesmen. Yeah. Or blades think... people or blades women. But they just want to be like that. Yeah. It's gonna be like that. So hundred percent. Welcome it. You no, know, I, I, I've got, I can put three more shelves for all the brands that are going to be there and I can put, you know, half a dozen of them in there and keep them there for the ultimate blazemen that want to play a yeah. tall ball just to challenge themselves, just to be and see what it's like and all that. I get that. And I fully respect that. And I appreciate that. And you know what? Go for it. But so if Wally Uline or whatever his name is from Titleist and yeah. Brixton's, just make the other balls, get on board and get around yeah. it and make something out of it. And well, They said today there's 22, 22 versions alone on the conforming ball list just in the Pro V1 and Pro VX. 22 yeah, on the conforming they, list. Because they're tweaking. <laughs> there's the already a million balls out there and everyone's worried about their uh, uh, tool ball. It's like unbelievable. Someone told me that Adam still uses the ball, for, like the Pro V1 from several years ago yeah, like because that that's what he likes this you know we've got full swing netflix made full swing because the formula one people made a made a netflix thing and made it popular yeah and look what happened to formula one people you know like formula one for me have always been the role model if something's not working for the product for the sport for the fans for the viewers for the money that comes with all of that yeah change the formula change uh, the would, engine develop uh, no, I agree. I agree. I, I would much prefer to see the guys being challenged more hitting different shots than literally the trend being just how far can they get it? How close can they get it to the green? It's a flip wedge from there. Uh, let me ask you a technical question because I'm you're, you're going to know some more than me, right? Yes. But I'm a very logical um, person. If the changes are really going to mean roughly 15 yards less, right, is what they're mm. saying. Mm. So that's, you know. 13, 14 metres for yeah. the pro who's swinging at 127 mile an hour. Mm. If you give that ball to me and I yeah. hit the ball X, the difference between that ball and the ball I use is not going to be 14 metres. It's going to be five metres or six metres. Yeah. So it's going to bring the short hitters a little bit. It, yeah, the swings like the difference for for an am an am am not a high level am mm. using this ball is nothing. It would be nothing, let alone the consistency. It'd be nothing. So that my next point is, why wouldn't they just switch everybody to this ball? Why do we have to have it? People complain about having one for the tool pros and one for us. Well, then why don't we just all go back to this ball? What's the difference? No. It's golf, you know. We're hitting a golf ball into a white hole. Like, yeah. I, I, I used it when I was fourteen years old, playing with a B fifty one tour five piece with rubber bands. Yeah, you know, wrapped up in it. I could shoot seventy five, and yeah. I go and use whatever ball, you know, one that I choose to pull out from Shrix and Titleist, Callaway, whoever. Yeah, I still go and shoot the same score, and the ball goes further, and the, and yeah. the driver hits straight. Hey, it's golf. Yeah, it's just the sanctity of these great courses that we want to see golf being played on and all of that, any measures that they can do. And I think that should, this part, it just sounds like the start. Hopefully they can really. Mate, anyway. I'll tell you what I'll be doing if I was titleless, knowing that they are the number one goal, ball in golf, because that's what they keep telling me. Yeah. I would be having pro masters edition, pro V1, um, pro PGA Championship Masters Edition Pro V1. I would be selling more golf balls than you could possibly imagine with two different tiers of golf balls. And I could tell you how many they'd be selling. People would be buying boxes of Masters golf yeah. balls to keep forever and a day because that was the year, blah, blah one. Oh, mate, they, they already make the Masters golf ball in the Pro V. Just make it the Tour Edition rather than the, the Punters Edition. I don't know. I still think that there should be a formula for three types of golf ball. You know, a, a hard, a soft, and a high flight. Yeah, you know, like oh, yeah. whatever version like, of like it. racing. Like right, and 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 the and they have to nominate what ball they got to put into play that day, yeah. and they have to play that ball because yeah. of the weather conditions. If they think they can get an advantage in their game, they want to use the low flight, the high flight, the high spin, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Choose that, and I, I'm. I just think just put. I don't some, mind that idea. Something put some, different. Put some stuff around it. Yeah, you know, I'd can, just use some B fifty two rock. Just hit it as far as I can. 
B-52, B-51. There's a B-51. I had a hole in one with a B-51 tour. But literally, like... The, B-51, it, was it? B-52, B-52 you know, the, the type of ball that if you found it six weeks after you use it, you know, the cover, it would be hollow. You know, not hollow, but you, know, you wouldn't <laughs> use it because it goes off. Yeah. That's it. Um, Mikey, Mikey boy, uh, what was what was uh, drop zone? No, I had a question from the from the players' championship. That's what I was messaging you the other day about. If on the set on the path three, yes, seventeenth. Right, right. Yeah, what would we go? Would we? Yeah, okay. If you okay. hit it in the water, yeah, would you want to go to the drop zone, or would you stay where you are and peg it up again? I've got a very clear, very very clear choice. A drop zone for me. I would be re-pegging it right where I was. There's no way I'd want to go to the drop zone. I'd be. I couldn't think of anything worse than trying to hit a dinky little chip rather than just another full shot and just getting the full shot right. Mm. Especially after I had the feel. Yeah. Well, you know, let's say the second one, the the the, the other one's always the good one, but yeah, you know, who knows? But uh, yeah, uh, I'd go to the drop zone. I'd want to take the distance out and yeah, back my back my short game in. There's, I think there's. I'm not sure who. If someone go went to the drop zone and still dunked it in the water. Oh yeah, um, the round one leader did. Yeah. If anyone is um pro either of those, please let us know again. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we've still got to draw the competition winner. That uh, takes yep. some uh, administrative logistics works. We've got all all the entries there. We just got to put that into the entry winner. Sorry, we promised we'd draw that at the end there, but uh, um, someone's got to win the paradigm bag. Um, I had a lot. I had a lot of people messaging me, including my mum. Mum sent me messages. I thought it'd be great to go to the pool with. I think she thought I had a spare one for her. I just said, oh. "Well, you might want to enter. You might win it." <laughs> um, shout out to uh, Mrs. Magic, uh, number one Teepster fan. Um, she was ble- she was bleeding last week. She's oh. like, "Why is there a picture of a poo on my on my on Teepster page?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And then I looked at it, and you know how they give an award, and it yeah. was the poo, the the, the emoji yeah. for a poo. I said, "Well, yeah. your players, your player in the last three weeks has missed the cut, so you get the poo award." So that's, yeah. that's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Valspar this weekend. What's the, what's the lake saying about Valspar? Oh, the Valspar Lake. It's a very murky lake. Uh, is the honest answer. The guys that I'm looking at, the three that I'll be working around, will be Adam Hadwin. Tommy Boy Fleetwood and Justin Rose. I think Justin Rose will be a popular one. I know my mum was being popular for Justin Rose the last few weeks, and she'll be taking him this week. The guys there at the top of the lake, though, are very, very, very random people. Robbie Shelton, Kevin Roy, Joseph Bramlett, KH Lee, uh, Mark Hubbard, Nick Taylor, Gary Woodland. So they're not exactly household names. But, um, yeah, I think that the three I'll work around will be Rose, Fleetwood, and Hadwin. I don't really love Justin Thomas or Spieth this week. They might go well, but I'm just not not super confident on them being 100% in the game this week. They could come out and brain everybody. Uh, Matty Fitz is playing this week. Minwoo's is back. Um, so he could be a pick for people that are keen on seeing his great form from last week. Fox Ryan Fox is there. There's a lot of good, lot of good players still coming into an event that's, you know, coming into a funny part of the season where they're trying to probably time their runs. you got the match play coming up before the Masters in probably three weeks' time. Uh, but, yeah, I'll be uh, probably sticking with Adam Hadwin for my pick for the one and done, I think. I'm very nervous because I know he's let me down a lot of times in years gone by. Yeah, um, yeah and that'll be it. Uh, I'll go with I'll go with one of the other people that pop up in the lake, not Tommy Fleetwood. Um, Dustin? Sure. Dustin Rose, yeah. yeah. I think, you yeah. know, like he's got his... 40-plus mindset on. Uh, there's been a plethora of older winners winning on around the world. So, um, Yep. Uh, sixth, I think... sixth of the players, one pebble. He's yep. uh, had a fifth here and eighth and another fifth yep. in, his, in the last 12 years. Uh, he, he hasn't hasn't minded playing here. As much as I want Tommy to win, um, no, I think Justin Rose, uh, for me, if he was, if he was going to have uh, $5 each way on Justin. Um, who's betting this week? Is it is it you? Is it back to you, Mike, or? No, in our little mini punters club, it's uh, Marketing Doc. Marketing Doc will find something this week okay. to put on. We are very not good. going real well. We'll be out of money very soon. <laughs> we'll be top up central uh, very shortly. Ah, uh, well, it's been it's been fun, and as as you say, it keeps us uh, interested. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Mike, I think we've I think we've wrapped up and hopefully brought an insight into the play today. New South Wales Open um, talked about uh, you know buffed ourselves up with our pro am winners from the weekend and what could have been one of the greatest uh, pro am partner winning uh, the history. Uh, the trifecta would have been nice, um, but yeah, that was great to see all that happening. Uh, players was great. Um, it's a hard course. Uh, you and I proved that by dunking about 87 balls in the water on the 18th. Uh, That's you true. Saw that. You can see that on Instagram. It's still there. And, <laughs> um, and then we've got some stuff happening. So been great. That's it. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week. And if you do have any questions, if you want us to answer anything, if you've got any feedback, and for all the people that do spend time sending us a note, and there's a few of you, you know who you are, we really do appreciate all of the commentary that comes in our way. Uh, we love all of that, and we do appreciate it. So thanks very much. Uh, me from Moama, New South Wales. It's great to be back in the home state, signing off. And Mike from uh, inner suburbs, Melbourne. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Thanks, mate. We'll see you next week. No music. We're musicless. So we've got the mobile system. So there we go. No music. Um, Mike, I'm going to take your photo. This is this is how we do it here, people. You can still listen to this. Uh, I'll take the photo of Mike. This is how we usually do it. <laughs> I've got the play today hat on. There we go. Mike smiles for the photo. He's got his Jordan background. There we go. Photo gets taken. I try and smile. Look at the camera. There we go. Uh, that's the full full coverage. Um, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Thank you.